Hello everyone and welcome to another beer review. Now, today we're back on the Scottish series. And this time again, it's not Belhaven. So we can all rejoice. But what we do have is a beer that should have arrived about a month ago. And what we have is Tenant's Lager, the 1885 recipe, version. Let's find out. So yes, basically this is Tenant's Authentic Export, premium Scottish lager, and it's the 1885 lager, and it's a noble pilsner with fruity and hoppy touches. Now it's 5%, it's a, it's a baby bottle again, 330ml, I don't know what they're doing that for. But yeah, and uh, yeah, it's nothing really on the back that really says much about it, but uh, apparently this is closest to, it's either a copy of already similar to the original Tenant's Lager recipe from 1885. Take that what you will. If you believe it, fine. If you don't believe it, I can understand. You know, but they're always going to do that. They're always going to say these things. They're always going to make up something. I just realised, you bugger. Left the bottle opener over there. God. Right. Now we're back. <laughs> right, so. There's not really much to say about this, apart from uh, I bought it from the brewery and it was supposed to arrive a month ago. And, uh, yeah, well, I got fobbed off with some story saying when I finally did contact them, I said, well, what's happened to my order? I only received one box out of all the rest of them. I said, oh, well, the courier had an accident and some of them got broken and that, so they're on their way back to our warehouse and, uh, yeah, we'll sort something out once we get the chance and that type of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, as it's a baby bottle, we've got a baby glass. <laughs> so let's see what it's like. And it's, it's slightly chilled, it's not heavily chilled. Yeah. There's much, usually much flavour in tenant's lager anyway, so if you kind of chilled it too much, then you wouldn't taste anything at all. Although, that might be a good thing. You never know. Woohoo! Does it smell? Well, let's have a look at what it looks like. It's a nice kind of golden straw colour. So it is. For people on the podcast. Woohoo! But what does it smell of? Green. Light malt. Maybe slightly lemony. Yeah, maybe a little hint. Very light accent of lemon. And that's it, really. You also get that slight as you always get with tenants lager just that little hint of kind of copper or, or metallic little kind of rusty nail kind of smell so the head is a bit of one finger head quite kind of what i call prong crackers in other words it ain't going to last it's going to bugger off quite quickly so let's see what it tastes like Okay. Mouth feels not too bad, it's not overly gassed. But it's actually like the metallic flavour isn't so bad as it is with the kind of present day one. 
which I always remember from Tedden's Lager, it always had this kind of kind of metallic kind of coppery aftertaste. That uh, I never really warmed to. Other people like it and everything else, so yeah, you can always tell a tenants with that kind of aftertaste. Very distinct, you know, very distinct. Ah, it's like rusty fucking nails. Ah, that's, that's, a, that's a distinction you really want, don't you? When somebody describing your product. Oh, ah, it's got a nice kind of rusty nail kind of finish. But yeah, this doesn't... It's kind of there, but it's not very prominent in the aftertaste. It's a lot more prominent in the kind of standard one that's available now in the can. A little bit of earthiness, a little bit of kind of earthiness that you're getting off it, but not too bad. I've had it worse, but it was actually not too bad. I expected <coughs> something kind of uh, worse than what I'm getting, actually. It's actually not too bad, which makes me wonder if you can make the lager better by the 1885 recipe, then why not just release that as your main lager? I don't understand. Why would you want to put out an inferior product and promote that as, there you go, this is this is the original tennis lager, there you go. There. Oh, but we do make this one, and it's a bit better. But we put it in a small bottle and we'll charge you more money for it. Because we love you so much, we do. Because we care, that's why we're screwing you over. Idiot, so they are. I mean, what is going on with this world right now? In the beer world, I don't know what's happening. Well, I think I know what's happening in some aspects of, of what's happening in America. Um, Budweiser's taking the tanking, and some other piss water's being ooh, shoved to the top. That's what's really kind of happening there. Um, but over here in the UK, a lot of beers are reducing their alcohol content. A lot of kind of well-known beers are reducing their alcohol content over here. And then last week, I read an article that basically says, well, the reason they're doing it is because our customers want it. Mm, they do, they do, they want it. They want, they want less alcohol for the same money or more money. <laughs> yeah, so we put the prices up, drop the alcohol down, and they love us for it. I'm sitting there thinking, don't talk pish. Utter fucking pish. I mean, some beers might be better with less alcohol. Um, still Artois, because they've got a hell of a horrible chemical aftertaste in the British version that I don't like, and it actually kind of tails off a bit when they actually have dropped the alcohol content down, so it's actually made it slightly more drinkable, but it's still piss water anyway, so hey, I'll try and avoid it as much as possible, whether it's higher alcohol or lower alcohol. But... Other strange ones, like Shepherd Neem, are kind of reducing Bishop's Finger and all this type of stuff because it make, makes the beer better and it's really what our customers want, said nobody ever. And if they do, I'd love to know the kind of little kind of uh, contact group that they basically kind of uh, surveyed and reviewed and that type of stuff just to kind of see, you know, because most normal people, if they enjoy a beer, and they like the beer, and they're quite happy to buy it. The last thing you want is a brewery to start fucking about with it. I mean, let's be totally honest, you don't want that. You want to think, well, leave the fucking thing alone. Go and basically make a new beer. Go and create something different. 
Stop fucking about with the stuff that actually works and everybody likes from that point of view. Don't piss about with things. But no, apparently they are pissing about with things and they're blaming the customers for it. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. You know, and then of course you get companies like this saying, well, a normal beer's a bit crap. But uh, what we'll do is we'll make a better version, put it in a smaller bottle, charge you more money and say, we do it because we care. We do it because we respect you. Or the passion. But in general, it's actually not a bad beer. It's quite nice. I am comparing it within its kind of, you know, realm of British laggers from that point of view. And uh, even the British laggers have been laggers. Laggers have been dropping their prices. Their prices have they fucked? No, they've been dropping their alcohol content. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, indeed. So, yes, what they've been doing is even Forster's. Forster's is now down to something like 3.7 or something like that. 3.7%. No, I did it roughly at a view about all these mainstream piss water laggers a couple of years ago. And that's when they were 4%. And yeah, they all got about 2 or 3 because they're utter piss water. They're dreadful. And uh, now, now they're basically reducing the alcohol content. And I'm thinking. Yeah, that's going to go well. So it is. It's going to go really well. But yeah, just a lot of rubbish. To be totally honest. Utter fucking rubbish. And uh, what else? Carlin, they've dropped theirs now. They're down to 4% now. Used to be 4.5% many moons ago. But I don't really bother because I avoid Carling as much as possible because it's utter piss water. But it's a special piss water because that's a piss water gives me flatulence like nobody's fucking business. I mean, I've been accused of shitting in a back of a taxi cab by the driver because I was farting so much it was unbelievable he actually thought oh, you buggers dropped one in the back seat you know what I mean <laughs> I hadn't and this was this was early in the morning early in the Saturday morning I had a session on it with a mate down near Nantwich I forget the taxi from Nantwich over to Crewe and uh, yeah from the minute I woke up I had my bowl of cereal before we started because we're down in Nantwich we're going to get the train from crew up to Glasgow and from then on it was just ripping out Jesus like a machine gun and uh, yeah that taxi right was like a fucking sauna not a pleasant one and uh, yeah basically it was unfucking believable so uh, while we were getting there <laughs> it was an estate cam while we were getting the actual suitcases and the bags out of the boot the taxi driver's in the back seat checking to see because he could have swore blind on the smell coming from me in the back. That had shut the seat. But yeah, but I hadn't. But yes, but yeah, that's just epitomised what uh, Carling Black Label at the time of when it was called did to me. And uh, I thought, no, I'm not going through that again. That was absolutely horrific for everybody, not just for me. And uh, yeah, it's not worth that type of... Uh, I mean, no product should really be kind of reacting to you. And... I thought, well, maybe it was a one-off or maybe it was something else I'd eaten. So I had actually tried again a couple of years later and it was exactly the same. Just, I don't know, but just doesn't agree with my digestive system. It gives me a hell of a flatulence and it's absolutely vile. The flatulence, but so is the beer, let's be totally honest. It's, uh, you know, a button on trend and it's just utter piss water. But, uh, yeah. But this... It's actually not too bad. Maybe a little bit 
overly carbonated just a little bit but the problem is with lagers they're usually kind of of the higher end of the carbonation from that point of view the, for ales are usually the carbonation is lower so lagers are usually slightly kind of bumped up to give that kind of sparkling feel that kind of refreshment that kind of pizzazz type of thing as they say but uh yeah um comparing this with the flavors of or the lack of flavors with the kind of mainstream piss water like fosters budweiser stella artois carling uh, san miguel all these other ones it just you know just regurgitated piss water that's all it is in a different branding kind of a container that's really all it is but let's break down the flavors of this Starts off right in the mouth, some nice light malt, a nice little kind of light sweetness, a little bit of grain. Moves on to the mid tongue. The malt slightly dies down. The the grain slightly dies down. The underlying sweetness is kind of fairly constant. It's not overly sweet, but it's just a nice kind of little blend. But what you do is in the mid tongue, you're just getting slight little accents of lemon, just little little hints of lemon. But not like citrusy lemon, just that kind of, uh, how would you say, it's almost like an aroma rather than a flavour. So you, you can feel it, but you're not getting a, a, a kind of any way strong lemony or citrusy. And it's not bitter, just kind of light to the lemon accents. And because you've got that little underlying sweetness, it doesn't kind of fight it. The two of them just kind of like melt in together. So they're actually quite nice. And then basically it goes on to the aftertaste where the flavour starts to get a bit of down kind of peter out, get a little bit of, you know, dissipation and the grain, the sweetness starts to kind of die down as well. But what you do get is just a little hint of bitterness in the aftertaste. Just a little bit of bitterness, but you're not getting that metallic flavour in the bitterness um, that you would normally get in a kind of standard can of tenants from that point of view. So overall, it's a bit of a night. For me, it's a bit of a nicer drinking experience. And fair play, it's actually quite a nice live little beer. It's got a bit of lacing to the glass. And yeah. I mean, for the podcast, because a lot of people that download the podcast are from America. And uh, yeah, but this way, it's a lot better than your light beers over there. And it's a lot better than your, your king of beers, uh, which wouldn't be difficult. Uh, yeah. And what it reminds me of, it reminds me more of a kind of a... Um, what was it? I'm trying to remember. It used to get Old Milwaukee. But there was another one they did. That brewery. And I'm trying to remember it was a lager. It was a slightly, kind of slightly more Pilsner, Pilsner lager. I can't remember the name of it. It's more like that if you're basically wondering what I'm drinking. But because remember, Old Milwaukee was quite a light beer, but not light as in light as in Bud Light and all these other ones and Michelob Light and all that. But it was a slightly lighter kind of paler, probably paler lager would be a, a better one. And it was obviously a bit lighter in the flavour and things like that. Old Milwaukee, but they also did another one. I'm trying to remember. It's bugging me now that I can't remember the name of it. But this is kind of kind of similar from that point of view. And yeah, 
it's a nicer beer than the original and I just don't know why they bother making the original if they can make something like this. If you can make a better product, then sell the better product. Okay, I can understand me when you go side by side, but don't shortchange the customer. If the customer basically thinks, well, if, this is, if I'm buying this because this is supposed to be the best, and then you come out with something better and you're thinking, well, why are you selling me this shit then? If you knew that this one was better, and you knew that even the, it's supposed to be more of an original recipe, then why the hell are you sending me this, this shit, this kind of more kind of zipped up recipe that's, that's a lesser product? So I don't understand why they would do that. But overall, yeah, it's, I mean, I've always said I'm not the biggest lager aficionado, although there is certain lagers that will be coming up because I'm sick of this bloody Czech beer nonsense and Czech Pilsners and everything else. Well, the problem is you get Czech Pilsners and you also get Czech Lagers. And one of the famous Czech Lagers is Budweiser Budvar, which, let's be totally honest, that's piss water now anyway. It used to be not too bad, but it's quite piss watery now, apparently. Um, and I will be doing a review of that just to kind of show you, but I have managed to get hold of a real decent um, Czech Lager. And it's won the awards multiple times. It's been Beer of the Year in the Czech Republic multiple times. It's won lots of awards. And uh, it's, it's a big popular one in the Czech Republic. And a lot of Czech people drink it. And uh, it's also quite popular in other areas of Eastern Europe. And it is a very, very good beer. And I've got some of that. And I just want to kind of show you, because the problem is sometimes people will review a beer and because of the name of it they'll give it a good review or say it's wonderful and everything else even though it's changed and it's not as good and things like that so what I want to do is kind of show you that some of the beers you get here are supposed to be Czech Republic and all this type of stuff and good Czech beers but not really some of the ones that you'll basically get promoted here when you watch other YouTube channels and you'll see it round about kind of uh pubs, bars, restaurants, and also in kind of uh, other media formats where these things are kind of promoted as good traditional, wonderful Czech beers, and they're not really. The reason why they've kind of really branched out is because they're not really that popular back in actual Czech Republic from that point of view. So, but this one is, and I've got two different types. I've got the actual light type, and I've got the dark type, so I've got the threat, and I've got the chomney, so I have. And uh, this this is what I would say is my go-to. If I'm going to drink a lager and this is available, or if I can get it, then I would go for this first before I go for any other lager. So this is what I would class as a, for me, as a good lager. Other people might question it, but at the end of the day, it's won so many awards in the Czech Republic, and it's beaten all these other beers hands down many times over from that point of view so there's that but for this it's actually not too bad what would I give this out of 10 mm. the normal mainstream piss water laggers they get about 3 3 maximum 4 out of me but this is actually not too bad and it's a lot nicer than the original I think the original, I think I must have gave about four or something like that, or maybe even less. 
but there was particularly enamoured with it because it's not really moved on. It still has that kind of strange aftertaste, that sort of metallic aftertaste, that and quite earthy in the mid tongue, a bit too earthy. So it's like, no, not for me. But yes, uh, I'm actually give this. I'm going to give this a five and a half. I was going to say we're going to give it an average, but I'm going to give it a little half a point more because overall, it's quite nice. Actually, it's quite a nice one. Um, and it's 5%. Just a pity it's in a small bottle. It should be in a 500ml bottle or even a 440ml bottle or things like that. I know you usually do 440ml cans, tend to don't usually do the 500 in a scenario, but it... Uh, it would be better if it was in something a bit bigger. Um, but overall, what I also did like about it, I'll give it one kind of um, forgiving note, is probably the best way, is that uh, the prices aren't so ridiculous. They're not charging ridiculous amounts of money um, on the website for the beers. So the pricing seems to be a bit more kind of realistic. Whereas most of the time, if you buy beers from a brewery, they're absolutely shafting. I mean, you're looking at the prices of them and you think, well, what's the prices in the supermarket? And you're thinking, oh, wait a fuck. Seriously. You're adding an absolute fucking premium on them. And it's supposed to be coming from the actual, well, let's be honest, the factory where it's made. So you expect it would be more expensive in the shop with an LM mark upon it. No. Some of these breweries have got no fucking shame. And you're thinking... Stop ripping the piss out of people, seriously. If they're going to basically buy direct from you, you know, show me a bit of grace, for fuck's sake. And drop the prices, if, you know, to a bit more realistic price. I mean, so so where would be the actual kind of incentive to buy from the brewery unless you can't get it in your local area? That's the only incentive. If the prices are more expensive buying it direct from the brewery than it is buying from your local supermarket, then people are always going to keep buying from the supermarket and fuck you as a brewery, you know what I mean? It just, it just don't understand. It just make business sense, you know. But at least fair play to tenants that they're not ripping the arse out of the pricing. I think the prices are a bit, oh, a bit, couple of quid a bottle maximum, you know. And I bought a few. I've got a, a Scotch ale, which is, uh, I think that's a nine percenter. So I do from tenants. I've got their whiskey one, their, their whiskey kind of ale. Um, whiskey Cascale, which is then kind of copying kind of Innocent Gun to a bit. So be interested to see what that's like. And I do have the Tenants India Pale Ale as well. So be interesting to see that and see what it's like and how it compares to other kind of what we call more traditional British Pale Ales. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of reacts and does it really have. Um, the flavours you associate with a kind of British India Pale Ale. None of this fucking IPA nonsense. It's just it's an India Pale Ale, good identifier from that point of view. But yeah, so it's a five and a half out of ten. It's five percent. Unfortunately, it's a three hundred thirty ml bottle. But thanks for watching. Cheers, and bye for now.